to the Mammoth Gamescast, a gaming deep dive podcast, the new and improved. I am one of your hosts, Jay, with me this week, everyone. We have Austin. What's up? Johnny. I wouldn't really say improved. <laughs> I was going to say that. That's true. And Brian. Howdy. Hey. All right. So it has been a bit. We have taken some time off. We have kind of recalibrated, moving some things around. Um... So uh, that construction's kind of still happening, but it's not going to stop us from talking. Um, nothing can stop me from talking. Nothing can stop him. From not talking. happening. Yeah, uh, but Except it's not going to stop us from talking, talking about video games and uh, you know, seeing what uh you know what's been going on with us. Um, so it's been some time. Uh, Austin. Yeah. You've been playing Crusader Kings. I've been, I actually ha- really haven't been playing a lot of Crusader Kings lately. I've basically oh. been trying to push it on other people, like the first free dose of meth. Sure. You get them hooked, um, right? You, you either get hooked or you lose all your teeth. Or both. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah other than that, I've been doing some... Uh, so I, I had the itch to go play um, Lord of the Rings Shadows of War, the second mm-hmm. one. Because I wanted to, I, I saw, I kept seeing videos for some reason of people like showing really rare, uh, like orc interactions or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll check that out. You know, so I, I actually yeah. had that same itch. I think it was like last year. I, it's just I, yeah, I nothing saw else hits that same kind of like, you know, it, same thing with Crusader Kings. I really like games that have these like weird systems that interact with each other and cause like strange events to happen. Sure. So, uh, obviously, this is a lot more action, and it's a lot. Uh, it's more entertaining, like minute to minute, you know. Sure. Obviously, than looking at basically an Excel spreadsheet with Google Maps overlaid on it. Yeah, yeah. And then we've also been playing through uh, the Walking Dead Telltale games. So, okay. Get my cry on. Losing Johnny. my water weight. Johnny, what about you? Man, so uh, I have been hooked on that whole Steam Deck train since that baby came in. Mm. Um, going through a lot of uh, Pokemon ROM hacks and currently wrapping up a couple Final Fantasy playthroughs. Again, big surprise. Um, I actually just facilitated a community playthrough with a bunch of friends for the original Final Fantasy and everyone's playing different versions. So mapping out proper checkpoints for, you know, by how many days in should you be at this spot if you play a couple hours a day, that kind of stuff, was a little rough, given that someone's playing the NES version and then other people are playing the (laughs) Pixel Remaster. Um, There are just so many differences in there that it's a lot to accommodate for. But other than that, it's been just kind of trying my best to not blow money on games I don't need and, and won't be playing. So when I'm not playing Final Fantasy 1, I'm wrapping up that Final Fantasy 4 Pixel Remaster playthrough and trying to get my stuff set back up to stream again. Nice. And uh, what about you, Brian? It's been kind of variety. Um, I think the most prolific thing is that I've been getting back into Fortnite, especially with the no-build mode. That's been like a huge draw for like a lot of friends, and you and I have played a bit as well. Um, another kind of like major draw with is the creative mode that uh, a lot of people have been making their own game types and it's kind of almost really uh, reminiscent of like Gmod with Half-Life 2 and everything like even some of the game types from Gmod have been working their way into Fortnite like 
murder mystery, prop hunt, uh, that kind of stuff. So that's been kind of fun to get into. And then finally started doing like this playthrough of like all the Borderlands games because uh, I hadn't really played any of them until like last year. Um, and that was, and I started at three, so I thought like maybe I just go through and uh, see how that um, how those games work. Yeah, we'll put a pin in that. Um, for yeah. myself, I finished up Days Gone, um, and I was like, mm, should I go for the platinum? Typically, I'm that guy to go for the platinum. Mm -hmm. And I looked at like the requirements, and I was like, you know, for the first time, I really don't give a shit, and I did not platinum it, but I finished yeah. the story. Um, I like the story, uh, all in all. Um, pretty good. Uh, there's like several spots where I'm like, I thought I was close to the end, and then it turns out I wasn't. Um, so it, the the story has a lot of good twists and turns. I, I had some UI and gameplay issues, but um, yeah, all in all, it was a it's a pretty decent game. I, I'd probably give it like a, I, I'd give it a solid seven, seven out of ten for sure. Um, and nice. then I started again playing Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, and I'm already done. You know? <laughs> it was that quick. Um, I, Is I, it that short of a game? or No. No. I'm just not playing it anymore. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. that's what happened to me. Where it's... I really like it. It's really good. But it's just... It's, it's extremely long. And it's just really slow. Mm -hmm. And what we're yeah, talking yeah. about, I think that's something that I'm gonna, you know, that that I'm gonna have some things to yeah. say about in yeah. our show today. Um, uh, and uh, aside from those two, yeah, like Brian said, jumping into Fortnite, playing around in there, um, I, I've I've taken I've taken like a week off, um, just so I don't burn myself out of just playing right. just that. But um, yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, that, We're also like, kind of no coming book. up to like the end of the season too, so don't want yeah, to burn out for whatever end of season event that they're because mm -hmm. I I've seen like the videos of like all these crazy stuff that they do for like to close out a season or something like that, and I want to see what they do for this one. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and I finished up everything on the season pass. It's all just extra stuff that I really don't like want or need. Kind of. Shay, I'm so. on reward page four of the bonus unlocks. <laughs> I think I think I'm on two. <laughs> yeah. And I was just I don't care about any of these extra like especially the iridescent ones or whatever. Yeah. I, I will say the ones on page four are actually kinda cool that are like the bluish or at least to me anyways. Okay. The other two pages the iridescent stuff I'm not too keen on. For sure. Alright, so you guys may have noticed a change in our show. We have made the decision to switch from uh, pretty much your daily gaming news to uh, more of a deep dive. Um, talking about something topical, trying to stay on topic. If you've listened to our show before, you know that's probably not going to happen. Uh, but we are going to uh, you know, give it a shot. Um, this topic, this first topic that we've uh, chose is uh it comes from brian it was his idea um mm -hmm. and he titled it old franchise new player um franchise being the uh interchangeable word uh for uh you know series or game I, um 
I wasn't expecting the minutia of how in depth we were getting into we, for debating what is a franchise, what is a series, what is IP. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, I'm involved. I automatically go off the rails in those different things. And yeah. No, this, this is the definer group. For sure. <laughs> no, it's I all agree. good. I mean, it's just it. That is something that. I, um, if anything, that will be a way to improve on how I, ter- you know, use terminology for that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's a condition I have where I have to overanalyze and deep dive every little thing that ever sparks interest. So uh, <laughs> I think as soon as I saw that that was a thing, uh, my brain instantly went down like this giant, ever-expanding like tree diagram that was forking off into two additional things over and over and over. And I went like 600 layers deep in my mind and then got distracted by like taking out the trash and forgot most of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I know in, uh, in, in our chat, uh, Brian, you had said, um, oh, is that the right one? Oh, here we go. Uh, I was thinking along the lines of, um, some series and franchises, uh, you've never played before or were late getting into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of thinking like, this could even potentially get into like, um, you know, this is our fake gamer outing episode or something like that. Like, what is a staple franchise that is expected that we should have all played, but honestly have yet to have the chance to be able to play or something like that? Yeah. What the fuck is a Mario brother? <laughs> Wait, his his name's Mario Mario? Mario that doesn't Mario. even make sense. His name's Christopher Pratt Mario Mario. I thought it was oh, like yeah. Zamo. His name is. Uh, Mario Luigi Laguziamo. That's fine. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I think it originally was like, what are these big series that we never jumped into that you want to possibly jump into? But I wanted to throw in that caveat of like, what is something that um, is a series that you don't quite get because you haven't played it yet? but maybe you are interested what have you maybe just talked yourself out of and what's something that you have maybe went back and played um that you enjoyed that you were really late to the party on or what are some that you will not touch because you can't afford to fall down that rabbit hole i'll chuck that one under the the middle option there of <laughs> mm-hmm. talk or yourself out of <laughs> the option of being able to play that is no longer accessible and you were too late to the party that's right. Mm. Now the party's over. Yeah. All right. Well, that's how I like my parties, man. <laughs> so, Brian, since you were the uh, the one to come up with this idea, um, I'd like to hear something that you uh, either want to play, are currently playing, or uh, know that that ship is too far gone. Well, I think... I think I have one for all three of those categories. So I'll start off with the one that I'm currently actually going through right now. Uh, And I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I hadn't played any of the Borderlands games until really I joined up with you guys and stuff like that. And we had that test run with Bunkers and Bass. It's like, oh man, this is fun. And then I picked up three and played through that. And it's like, man, this is a really fun game. And then I just been kind of playing that and Titan Tina's Wonderlands and like you know I'm sure there's probably a lot of stuff here that I've just been missing out on on like as far as like references and stuff like that it might be just kind of like a nice trip down like yesteryear 
uh, playing the original games and stuff. So currently I've been playing, uh, the I should say, the game of the year or remaster version of the first Borderlands. And I guess at this point I've done two runs on it. I've played one run through on PlayStation 5 as Lilith. Mm. Excuse me. And then uh, currently I'm playing as Roland on Xbox Series S. Um, and that's because I have terrible money management and I'll p- pay for the same games on multiple platforms. But I think that's something that we're all guilty of here. Yeah. Um, and I like it's been interesting because I'm going into it with the context that I have played later games later iterations and I'm aware of some of the story elements and gameplay changes that happen along the way so in that sense playing the first Borderlands it there are elements that do feel very dated that have stood out to me and stuff I think and now I also finally understand like all the complaints that people have had with like the vehicle combat is just always uh, has I guess been a struggle or something like that and now I'm playing it and it's like man this is actually kind of rough and stuff especially with how unbalanced uh, trying to fight other vehicles and stuff in your vehicle is and um, some other aspects have been uh, I was kind of surprised with how much people got attached with like the original four characters and I was thinking it's like okay so there must be some really good story stuff and some pretty good voice lines and everything that going on I didn't realize that in this game there's very little voice acting in it. A lot of it is just text. And then as far as like your character goes, unlike in like 3 and Wonderlands and stuff like that, I haven't played really 2. Um, the only things that I really get from the character that you're playing as is anytime they get a critical hit kill. And it's like, oh yeah, and it's like and I'm really good at this. And then like that's it. So uh, I guess I'll see in the second one if when these characters come back is that when the characters actually kind of get more fleshed out as an actual character or was it more just the gameplay style that people kind of attach themselves to? I, honestly, I think when it comes to those earlier, like the first one, it really is just the little quips here and there. Like yeah. The fact that you've got those little one-liners that help kind of flesh out your character as best you can. Um to me, like character-wise, it's it's the NPCs. It's always your mm-hmm. engagement with the NPCs that drives everything. Your player characters are just kind of there to be there. Um, although, two, I gotta say, when you get to Borderlands Two, I think that's the one that you're gonna dig the most. Okay. Because I, for a lot of people, two is is it. Two is where it is at. Two is the peak. All right. I, w- what I have to say about one and why people like that so much um i I think a lot about the time that it came out the time period um it was uh like especially for me it was at a perfect time where we were playing a lot of video games together Mm -hmm. um this was not this you know oh you know we'll play online and then you know i'm gonna play without you or whatever no it was like a local thing where you sat down with your friend and you guys played together and that's how you played it Um, yeah and that was kind of like the way with a lot of titles that came out right i just looked up when this originally came out and was 2009 so that was like during the height of like call of duty 4 modern warfare and halo 
multiplayer and stuff like that. Yeah, so it, it was like, uh, I think we attached ourselves to our characters, especially my group of friends. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, I know Ian attached himself to Roland immediately. Um, and, you know, I attached myself to Mordecai. One of our other friends attached himself to Brick. Um, so we kind of attribute these friends that we played it with kind of as those characters. It, they, and, and that's why them not saying a lot... I mean, the quips that were happening in the room it while was we were playing were almost better than you, the quips in the game. It was more you filling in the gaps of the character and stuff, and allowing kind of like the thing of like older games and stuff like that. Like, while not visually high in fidelity, it allowed your imagination to kind of fill in the gaps, and that's why you kind of like reminiscent with the nostalgia that you have. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think a big contributing factor to the time. So it is interesting. I think that you're going back and playing this title now, and especially playing it solo, and you're like, "Am I missing something?" Well, it, it's funny that you bring that up too. The fact that like this is a game I would have absolutely dug had I played it when it originally launched, and it's just like I for whatever reason this is just one of the. Um, and forgive me, Johnny. Franchises. I don't know if I'm using the right term. Um, this just passed me by, and I just never picked it up until now. And uh, yeah, because like, especially given my history with like other looter shooters like Destiny and stuff like that, this would have been the perfect game for me uh, to play. Especially like how prolific it was on like you know, on the Xbox 360 and I know I had a few friends that were playing that at the time but just for whatever reason I never picked it up never got into it and I think this would have been a game that I would have 100% been hooked on and I feel it's it's weird because I feel like if it weren't for the Borderlands games we wouldn't have gotten Destiny at least not the Destiny that we knew um, because yeah. this is what pioneered that entire looter shooter aspect of it Hundred percent. I think another part that brings the multiplayer aspect into it that made people enjoy it a lot more is the fact that you did have the individual characters. You could jump up split screen or like online and play with people, but you weren't just picking your loadout. You were picking your character. It's like, like, a, it's like a fighting game. You're picking your fighter. Who do you? It like, almost had like who you main. It was almost like having the equivalent of a bunch of dudes in like in an arcade trying to play Gauntlet. Like, no, I want to be the Valkyrie. I want to be the Valkyrie. Instead, it's like, no, I want to be the I want to be like the Hunter. I don't I don't want to be anybody else. That's who I want right now, and I don't want to play otherwise because I'm a jerk. Or I um, want to spec out Roland as like a medic class or something like that to help everyone yeah, else. It, it, that kind of deal. Yeah, and the cool thing is, I don't think anybody, I don't think any of those characters had a one-up over the other. There was not, I don't think, like a fan Bloodwing. favorite character. Bloodwing? I, I, and it might just be like my group of friends, but we were so widely spread. There was nobody mm-hmm. fighting for Mordecai. Or, you know, um, right. like Lilith. It just, everybody, it, it depends on what, what you wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, those people did, like... It's weird that there wasn't any overlap. I can't think of another friend who wanted to be Mordecai as hmm. <laughs> as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's weird. So, yeah, so that's what I've been doing lately. I mentioned that I've been wanting to do it, and so now I'm finally going through it because this year's kind of... Like, this is the year that's getting affected the most as far as video game launches and delays and stuff like that from the pandemic, so... 
an excellent year to get through like some of the backlog and older franchises that you've always wanted to get into. So that was another reason why I thought this might be a good topic, just because of the year that we're in. And I think a lot of people are currently doing that just because there just doesn't seem to be as many big things that are coming out this year as what you know normally you would see. Yeah, um, yeah. Not so, yet, at least, as well. I mean, the back right. end of the year is always so heavily loaded, and we yeah. always have that kind of summer drought. Um, well, I mean, there's some good indie stuff out there, but it's also a good time to catch up. Yeah. Right. Um, so to go for your the second uh, thing there, a franchise I wouldn't mind getting into, and you brought this up, is the Yakuza series, because that is a franchise I've never played. I've heard nothing but good things about it and stuff um it's just i haven't gotten around to it and it's kind of like one of those ones where i've heard that like there's different ways to different orders that you could play it and stuff like that like there's like a correct order or something like that. it's a deep series is the problem yeah yeah um they've been around for a while uh it looks like the first game released um originally in 2005 came to the states in 2006 back on the ps2 and ps3 okay mm-hmm. um and you know since then it's 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 all been remade they've done the prequel this yakuza's really got the resident evil treatment i think where it's like here's the this first game ran through oh wait let's go back and do a prequel and then yep. oh wait let's go back and like just <laughs> slide this thing in here you know that happened at the same time um so yeah, you have Yakuza one through five, and then they went back and did um, Zero, um, and then they did Kiwami, which is the remake of one, I believe. Mm, all right. And then they did six, and then Kiwami two, yep. which, which I think is the remake of two. Um, and then uh, they have um, Fist of the North Star, Lost Paradise in there, um, Judgment, Like a Dragon, and um, then Lost judgment um so so it's a lot of games it's a lot yeah yeah it's all games that take place in that same universe which is why it's so crazy and the yakuza games are just they're notoriously huge like there's so much you can do in them even though the games don't feel big there's a lot of stuff you can do in them and that's one reason so many people do love them Mm-hmm. But it's really, really hard if you're the kind of person that wants to play through everything to be able to pick up a Yakuza game and just know that you're already just buried alive. Yeah. So the game is weird, just right out of the gate. The yep. Yakuza games are kind of weird. Um, not all of them are as weird as like the others, but... Well, they also um, get stranger as they go on, I think, because yeah. it gets more and more into inside jokes and stuff. I, I think that's kind of like been part of the draw of why that because like it's just the weird funny humor and stuff like that I think is the kind of thing that like I feel like I'm could be up for at the time or at this time so my problem was I started with Yakuza 4 I, I mm-hmm. was like I'm gonna try this I'm gonna see what it's all about um, I didn't really have the option to go back and try the original Yakuza um, I mean, I guess I, I, I could have went back and busted out an old console and, and tried it, but I tried Yakuza 4 um, on, uh, I believe it was a PS4, and I was like, yo, this isn't for me. And then a couple years later, 
I tried five. I'm like, yeah, same deal. It's it's too many weird things. So then I tried. Um, I believe I can't remember what order. If I tried Kiwami and then Yakuza Zero, or the other way around, and that should have been the perfect start point. Mm. And I was already like, no, nope, not for me. Right. Um, it wasn't until Like a Dragon came out that I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this like a serious, serious shot. It's a different thing. Right. Um. And even that, I'm I'm serious. I'm at the point where I'm just like, I. I'm trying to think of how many hours I put into it. I probably put a good 40, maybe a little bit more hours into it. Um, And I've got flavor of pretty much everything. And it didn't come to a point where I was like, oh, I I can't do this, or, you know, I'm dying, or something, you know, is is stopping me. I don't want to grind to do this stupid thing that I have to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I was straight up in the middle of the story. And I turned on my console to play a game and I was like I don't want to play that anymore I think I'm I think I'm full Yep. Um, same thing happened a, to me basically that's a weird vibe that got me on a couple different games where like the game's great it's just that once I turned it off I didn't go back to it yeah um, it's, it, it's weird to think about like there's going to be that point where you're like I'm going to turn this game off and I'm never going to play it again yeah, but, I mean, that's not the first time that we've encountered that. I feel like even lately I've been kind of doing that. Like, I was playing Stray for a bit, um, and then I this turned is it sacrilege. off. And I just haven't gone back to it, and I don't know if I will or not. Okay, you can send all of your hate mail to Major Potty at Twitter. <laughs> I have nothing against it. It's just, I just haven't picked it back up I, eventually I will hopefully. that was uh, that was my Pokemon Arceus problem is I loved the game and as much as I didn't want to you guys know I played it like crazy um, but I was always mm-hmm. throwing my switch into rest mode so I was constantly playing that same session of it and just never quit and then one day I think my switch died or I put something else on like I played a different game and I just never put the cart back in <laughs> I, I that happens to me with every switch game that's a good point. That's a good point. I did the exact same thing with Arceus. I just turned it off one day, and then I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah, like, it was great while I was playing it, but it didn't have anything that wanted to make me play it more. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think hearing your reaction and Jay's reaction to that for that exact thing is probably why I never jumped into Arceus to begin with. I think it's just kind of like, I could get it, but... It does like it sounds great at the moment, but it doesn't sound like it's really getting like the hooks into you guys. Mm-hmm. So I just like uh, you know I think I'll just do try something else at this time. Yeah, yep. but going back to Yakuza, um, my personal opinion would be like, is it too late? Um, maybe. Do you have the time to go back and, and do all these? Are you open minded enough to, you know, be able to? kind of switch game styles um, mm-hmm. and, and things like that because some of them are more serious than the others. Gotcha. Um, like a so, dragon, the, like there's a bald dude in a diaper that likes to get spanked. Bro. I don't think you're going to see that in like so I've Yakuza got the, Zero. I've, I've got the fix because I wanted to get into Yakuza really badly, and I, I finally found my entry point with it. Um, first of all, 
it was knowing that with, when Like a Dragon came out, a lot of people got upset because they went the JRPG turn-based route instead of the old-school beat-em-up route that it used to be. I remember hearing that. And that, that was right after Judgment came out. Judgment came out with the same kind of gameplay as the core Yakuza games take place in the same world, but it's its own story with its own main character mm-hmm. doing its own thing. I would say if you want to get into the Yakuza games, I would try the first Judgment game because I tried that one and I do absolutely love it. Right. It's a really, it's a different take, it's a different approach, but you still interact and, and deal with the Yakuza and just that world. So it's more fleshed out storytelling on that side of it. Um, if you don't want that aspect of it and decide you want something different, then trying out Like a Dragon as its own standalone thing, especially when you can just get it for free on PlayStation Plus right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, well, for anyone listening to it now, um, that was a really that was a really good freebie. And it's a unique experience. It's a gigantic turn-based, R- it's a big turn-based RPG, but it's very tongue-in-cheek because it references like Dragon Quest and stuff as you play it. So <laughs> heavily, yeah. It's yeah. like a dragon is a very self-aware like I it I almost want to consider it like the weird owl of the Yakuza series. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's incredibly fun. I, I don't Exactly. It, <laughs> like I'm, it's just that's, <laughs> there's something that's not pulling me back at this point. I've been playing so long. Yep. It had, there's so much in it. They they're like, okay, here's the turn-based um, but it also kind of feels like a beat 'em up. Like I know I'm doing turn based, but it has like um, a very hybrid style of combat, which is great. I think um, it has a lot of exploration and collectibles. Um, there's a like the a management sim. Yeah, there's an arcade. Mm-hmm. There's a, um, a kind of like a school where you can test yourself and raise your stats with like quiz like. Um, yeah, like a quiz, like different quiz based on random things. Yeah, um, like they're they're not meant to be games to that you dive in to do every single thing on, but they're meant to be games that you can just kind of pick up and depending on how you feel that day in the game, you can just go do something different. Yeah, and um, and and then the classes for the characters too. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them have a lot of the similar classes that they can get. Some of them are very specific. Each person has their own specialty class. Um, the game has, on paper, I think the game has everything that um, someone who is like a very big video game fan that likes that style of, you know, like a JRPG or even kind of an action RPG mm-hmm. um, kind of gameplay should like. Um, but it, maybe it's overwhelming. I think yeah. it's that. I, I think it. I think that might be it for for a lot of it. That's one thing that the the extra stuff you can do in it scared me away from it for a bit. Um, but I love the main character. I just love the goofiness of some of the characters in it. And well, I, I it's mean, one that I the 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 characters that you have there. They should. There is no way these people should be together. <laughs> it's so off. They the shouldn't wall. be allowed on the like, street. Yeah, no. I mean, you have an ex yakuza. You have a homeless guy. Um, you have a, um, a was he ex detective or ex police? Um, and then you have a, uh, a like a soap lands. I don't think she's an owner, but she's like a uh, like a manager for like a soap lands or like oh, yeah, a brothel. It's... 
Yeah, it, it's super weird, but it, it like gives you, especially when you look at the weird abilities and specialized classes and stuff you get, it's meant to be just so self-aware of how ridiculous it is. I mean, when one of your special attacks is letting your homeless guy like throw bird feed on enemies and have them swarmed with pigeons, yeah, mm -hmm. um, it's drink from a like whiskey bottle and then spit out fire. Yeah, yeah, it just it, yeah. It, it totally knows what it's doing, and I think that's what it does really well. Um, but it is a very specific thing. It, it's but if it weren't for that game, I probably wouldn't have actually touched the Yakuza series. Period. Mm -hmm. So, with all of that said, Brian, how do you feel? Do you feel more overwhelmed than you did going in? Not really. Not, not really. I mean, it could be just that, like, I just fit... Instead of going through the entire series, I just pick a couple of points and then just start there. Like, I think, like, Johnny's um, recommendation of starting, like, um, what was... Judgment. Judgment. Yeah, the first Judgment. Yeah. You give that a shot and then also give Like a Dragon a shot and see if this is... Because, like, they, the developers have said that, like, they want to continue going forward with both styles of gameplay going forward. You get doing the, t continue, like, the um, turn base and also the judgment style. So maybe this is one where I don't so much concern myself with trying to get into playing the older ones, but instead maybe just rely more on, like, the wikis and stuff like that and just pick a starting point and just go from there. Because so there's so many with judgment it's it's weird because the games do take place at like the same time okay mm -hmm. so you can literally play judgment and really and if you dig it enough and start to really like it that'll make you want to go back and maybe play some of the older yakuza games but you'll get enough really cool stuff happening there and in judgment you aren't a member of the yakuza you're All right. you're a detective um you're a retired attorney that became a private detective so it's it's a different take on it as well. There's a lot of really cool like mystery solving and stuff in it, but it does have that classic beat 'em up gameplay the other Yakuza games had, and that's why I made that my starting point because I was like, dude, I can't go eight games deep in a franchise and not be ready for it. <laughs> Let me try this instead, which is cool because it does give me that offshoot argument like we had earlier: franchise versus series. Mm -hmm. You know, the franchise is it's the whole Yakuza franchise. But the Judgment games are a series within the Yakuza franchise. They're Unto a little themselves. series that's down in there. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. All right. So then to round off for me, I guess, to go into the third category, and then this might be, well, this will be probably also the fake gamer outing thing here. I've never played a Metal Gear Solid game. And I mm -hmm. think at this point, with the availability of being able to play the games, I don't know if that's a um, series or franchise that I would be able to play just because of the issues with licensing with Konami, the um, backwards compatibility issues. Um, essentially, I would need to pick up a PS3 in order to be able to play. Um, and I think also a Vita or a PSP or something like that, too. No. Yeah. Um, but it just sounds like the, if for someone who just missed that franchise completely, being able to go back to it, I don't know if that is, or like, by the way, it sounds like it just, without dumping a ton of money or something like that, it just doesn't seem like it's like reasonably possible. I, I get um, that. I, okay. So I, I will start this with just the simple thing ever 
Um, if you are interested in Metal Gear, wiki that thing. Do okay. I wouldn't try to play those. <laughs> um, and and I played a lot of them, and I got lost almost immediately. Yeah, gotcha. So, played Metal Gear. Um, you know, I remember playing Metal Gear, and then I remember when Metal Gear Solid came out, and I was like, that's the point for me. Right. I jumped on Metal Gear Solid, um, and then I played Metal Gear Solid 2, um, Sons of Liberty. Uh, and then I think I moved right into uh, Snake Eater for 3, and that's where I stopped. Um, in the middle of Snake Eater, I was just done. And I think it was because... You ate too many snakes. Solid and two, I missed a few things. In between, after Sons of Liberty, I missed Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance, and then the Twin Snakes, and then Metal Gear Solid 3 Substance. And the, I, at that point, I was just like, "There's, is there a point? I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> going on in this story. The, yeah, I was going to say, the problem with that series is, like, every time you pick up a different Metal Gear Solid game, like, Solid specifically, because let's just let Metal Gear be its own thing. Yeah. Don't care about the original back on Nintendo. It's fine. But by the time you look at Solid, it's like, okay, I get this a little bit. And then even if you're trying to play them in perfect order, you start playing Metal Gear Solid 2, it immediately starts you off with kind of like, wait, what the fuck is happening? What? And then by the time that game starts to end, you're like, wait, no, no, what? Like, the whole, like, it's it's all just Kojima fever dream. Yeah, and right. You can just retitle the entire ser- the entire franchise, Kojima Fever Dream, and it wouldn't make any more or less sense. All right. Or Kojima parentheses. What if this happened? <laughs> like every single one of the games is a little bit more off the wall in some weird way than another, and then by the time one comes out, and you're like, oh, this seems a lot more grounded. This makes sense. Something comes out of nowhere, and it's like, oh yeah, nope. I'm sorry, I didn't know that people could just open a black hole in space and jump out of it and try to kill me. Whatever. I thought this was just me in the desert. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's it, it's so off the wall, don't pretend like you're going to understand the characters without pouring your life into it. Like, right. I... Yeah. I don't even know. I, I, I have no idea who's who at this point. You know? Yeah, just pick up one of the games at random and try to enjoy it. Like I, I still, I would honestly recommend picking up Phantom Pain just to just to kill time with. Uh-huh. But don't the second you start to get like stressed about who is who, don't play as much of the game as you can and just think of it as its own self-contained thing. And after you're done, go read the wiki. <laughs> yeah, don't stop mid-gameplay and go try to read the wiki. You'll cry. You'll have an aneurysm. Something will go horribly wrong because you're going to be trying to process. But wait, what? Ha- wait, what? The while you're playing, um, enjoy the game on its own. Forget the rest of it exists. Then go to the wiki afterwards. It it is You'll really. You'll thank me later. It is really enjoyable though. Like there are part, like I remember Guns of the Patriot. That that dude who had the little monkey with the cigarette was so fucking cool. I was like, wait, monkeys could smoke? I never thought about that. And there's just this little, like, little spider monkey running around stealing shit, smoking cigarettes. So cool. What? But that's neither here nor there. That shouldn't influence you in playing this or not playing this. <laughs> maybe, but, 
Fuck. Maybe that's one where I look for someone who's like stream playing through all of them or something like that and just like don't know no, no. no. <laughs> that's almost worse that's even worse yeah. that's, that's worse. worse man you're gonna see people trying to do speed run stuff where they glitch out and skip four eighths of the game like four eighths <laughs> yes half yeah half the game four um, eighths and still not miss any story elements somehow I think the best thing that you could ever get of this outside of the wiki would be if someone did a um like a uh like a story mode like we did for The Witcher. For no. this. And we are not fucking doing that. I'm no, telling God, you all no. right now that's never happening. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> if no, you are, you're doing it, it solo. Let's research let's all like draw games out of the hat and we each deep dive that specifically, but we don't talk to each other about it at all and we don't look at anything about the other games. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so fun. I think well, that honestly, your best bet is if you can like get a hold of Hideo Kojima himself and yeah. just ask what kind of drugs he was on back then. All right. Or currently. Says, we are yeah, ready I for played those Death, kind of drugs. I played Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to kind of... I mean, I'm the same way. Actually, it sounds like uh, me and Brian have very similar gaming habits where, like, um, you know, I had friends that were really into the Metal Gear Solid games and I just you know every once in a while I'd watch them play a segment and they're like oh dude you gotta play it you gotta play the part where you wait for 14 real in-game years uh, for this dude to <laughs> develop cancer and I'm like yeah I'm not really interested in that you have to unplug your wave bird and then if it can detect that you've thrown it across the room and then when it, when it lands if the controller breaks then it will have broken the guy's head in the game yeah it's just yeah. It, it was really I, I, I did play. For the time. Um, well, wasn't yeah. wasn't one of those games where it had like a third wall break in it or something like? You, oh, that happens constantly. Where it's like, yeah, oh, I'm you messing with to... your game specifically. I'm gonna delete your save file if you lose this fight. You, the player. Or yeah. it, it, isn't there one where like you had to like open up the game manual and like input something in that was in there? Yeah, a random page had like a random code written down, and that was the only way to get through some door. And yeah. then there's like there's stuff where it'll be like, hmm, I see you've been playing Animal Crossing. What are you, a little baby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Psychomantis in the very first in Metal Gear Solid One, he would read your memory card for other Konami licensed games, and he would like if you had Symphony of the Night on there, he would just oh, so I see you like Castlevania, and it wasn't meant to get in your head. And like that's PS One. It did PS1. a good job. That was that was such level a stuff. cool thing, and I think that is. That is one of those really crazy experiences that's like, if you didn't know it back then and didn't experience it firsthand, I'm, I feel sorry because you're kind of... You're, you're well, that's never the thing. You missed that window. I, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the thing is that there was... I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff where if you didn't happen to be on the train at the time, you're just not ever going to experience it correctly. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, Kojima especially is the type of guy that's like, you know, this reference will work in August of 2024 only. Yeah, and, and if you if you're not there, then it's not funny. And and it's also the type of train that you'd find in fucking Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Yeah, it's just it's, runs it's kind of cool, but hate. it's also yeah, it's partially a nightmare. Like you're going through the like hell tunnel. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's, that's it's just I've I never been into it. Say, I stay away from. Yep, only jump in. I mean, maybe if there's a new game and it has a halfway decent tutorial and everything, then maybe 
like it, it is hit or miss on a lot of these games where like um so i was going to go into some that i have experience with i guess i'm coming at this from the opposite direction like here are games that i play a lot and here's whether you should jump in as a new player or not yeah. you know um and I think the key, really, like we were saying with Yakuza, is to find a game that kind of breaks the traditional mold and check that one out. And then if it's like, oh, if you play Like a Dragon all the way through, 100%, you get the most successful business, uh, you get the, you, you've looted every vending machine, you know, if you do that stuff, then yeah, you're probably going to like the other Yakuza games. All right. Um, if you, kind of like us, play... I don't know, halfway, quarter of a way through Like a Dragon and say, okay, I get it. I see what it's doing. Nothing here is crazy. Nothing here is blowing my mind. And then just, you know, eventually you move on and never come back. Um, like, I had some technical issues with it as well. Like, when I bought it, I bought it on PlayStation 5. But the one that downloaded, without it really alerting me, I guess, was it downloaded the PS4 version because the PS5 version wasn't out yet. Mm-hmm. So I was playing the PS4 version, but with the 4K patch, I guess. And then when the PS5 version came out, I was like, okay, go ahead and upgrade. It cannot read the PS4 version's save file. So like, mm-hmm. okay, I can play an older inferior version of the game forever or i can completely restart and lose like you know 40 50 hours so that was kind of one of my breaking points with that too where when a game has like a major technical issue like that like how hard is it to i mean literally you were designing the two games at the same time like it's completely obvious that you should have structured the save files to read off of each other right like this is not like getting a PS2 memory card to work in an Xbox One or something, you know, it's not rocket science here. For sure. Um, yeah, that's that that that's an unfortunate drop. Like, yeah, that's yeah. just it's 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 not what I played. I played probably about 15 hours on uh, Game Pass, and then when it just dropped for PlayStation Five, I picked it up and I just mm-hmm. clicked through everything. Yeah, to be yeah. honest, like and I, those games, I, I've already seen it. Yeah, even then, it does not do. It does not really give you an easy way to bypass stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of story-heavy or text-heavy games let you just, like, rapidly skip through text. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to, like, hit X. You know, you have to wait for it to load the whole text box, and then you hit X, and then it goes to the next one. And you can skip uh, cutscenes, obviously. What they what they did in this, you, you have to press, like, the option button and then X, and it'll allow you to skip whole cutscenes. But yeah. you'll be doing that for 15 minutes. There's a lot of talking and a lot yeah. of cutscenes yeah. in Like a Dragon. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, the one where we were talking about this, like, kind of initially, and I, I think we already mentioned that we all almost had a different perspective on what the statement even is. Like, coming to a existing franchise as a new player. Hey, you wonderful listeners, you. It's Johnny. Do me a favor. Go like the podcast. I don't care if it's Spotify or like Apple or whatever. Just go uh, go throw a couple likes in there, support, subscribe, all that fun stuff. See if you can get some other people to listen to us too. We would like to uh, annoy a few more of you if that's possible. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the episode. You know, the one that immediately jumped out to me is where, you know, 
I have played League of Legends since it came out. I was in the beta. I have played with people. You know, when I first started, I was playing with people who had played the alpha. I had played it with... Uh, I had played Dota, the original uh, mod for Warcraft, with my cousin. So, like, you know, I was coming at it with, a, you know, not an amazing player or anything, but relatively good understanding and experience of it. I would never recommend anybody go and play League of Legends now. It's just, it's been, it's been going for so long. So many things have changed. And just the nature of the game. The fact that there are, I don't even know at this point, like 200 champions, something like that. League of Legends yeah, champ lot. count. Uh, there are over 140 currently. So, not to mention that some of those can be played in different styles. So, yeah, you end up right. with, maybe, I don't know, maybe a little less than 200 combinations or whatever. And then you have to know how every champion does against every other champion. So, 140 by 140. And then you have to know how you would do against every pair of champions if you're playing, like, uh, the normal, like, competitive mode. Because you typically play in paired lanes. So, it's just, um, you know, it's a lot. You have to know how every item works. There are... I don't know, probably a couple hundred items. Um, and not just that, but like the, the player base is really hostile. So uh, the thing for me... I've heard that. That's kind of like yeah. been one of the things that tore me away from it, is that the player base is kind of toxic. Because like I yep. started looking into that last year when Wild Rift came to mobile. Mm-hmm. And yep. I enjoyed what I played on that. I thought it was fun and everything. Um, and then... <laughs> and then of course when Arcane came to Netflix and stuff oh, yeah. like this show's dope. Yep. Yeah, and it's also I mean the big difference there that you know if you're playing like uh, team fight tactics which I also like to play uh it's like the what do they call those the auto battler auto, auto Oh like yeah, Clash Royale and uh yep. I think there's I think Lego's got one on the Apple Arcade. That's probably a money maker. Um yeah, so like those games Wild Rift is a good example. One notable thing that makes those so much more player friendly and everything, there's no like in-game or there's very limited in-game chat, right? Okay. Like there's there's pinging and there's, you know, you can do some basic communications. But I mean, I mean when you're playing the basic game like it can be I mean depending on who you're playing with, it can be down to like you use an ability and you miss the enemy by like, you know, 2 degrees or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody could start flaming you for the rest of a 40-minute match because of that. Gotcha. Like, it is devastating, depending on who you're playing with. And they've added a lot of stuff that, like, um, a lot of reporting tools. Because it's, you know, they even say in the game, they're like, okay, somebody, you know, people trash-talking to the other team or whatever, that's fine. People recommending things to you is fine, obviously. But, like, they have a major problem with hate speech. They have a major problem with, like, targeted harassment. Um, they have problem with like hostage holding where, you know, somebody will be like, um, I'm either playing the, I'm either playing like the bottom, you know, the damage carry type role, Mm. or I'm just going to feed the enemy and I'm going to ruin your guys's game. And like, you know, everybody on the team has to unanimously vote to kick them. So if one person's in the bathroom, you can't get rid of this person and he just ruined potentially a 40 minute match, you know, um, yeah, the player toxic. base is extremely toxic. Um, I even wonder, with all of their mitigation. I wonder with the limitations of the mobile port, 
if that at least on the on your personal experience if that mm-hmm. allows it to make it better i i haven't yeah i mean like I, really the, the key I just is be just curious. removing the chat yeah it you seems know. like it and just like re- reducing it down to just like the key critical things and stuff yep something there something here go over there help here avoid yeah. there that's all you need and like um you know they're they've developed their ping system and apparently the ping system in the valorant is really good um they've been That's focusing another. on that kind of stuff for a long time but a lot of the people playing have been playing for like a hundred years and they mm-hmm. you know if you don't know exactly what to do immediately they're mad and, and that stuff like can change their you know, the, thing the, too it's like that is like they're not they're not like us where like we're playing like all these different things like they only play league of legends right right um yeah and it's it's that type of thing too where you know um if you try to go back and look at old videos of stuff and you're not going to easily be able to figure out what to do because like, you know, I played a character when I first started in a type of role that you cannot play that character in anymore. And if you try, people will bully you. So like, you know, if you were to go back to somebody's uh, Twitch uploads from archives from like 2015 or something, that character can be told not only could they be completely different and have completely different moves and mm-hmm. look different now but they could literally not even be usable in the way that they used to be okay. so there are there have been characters that were attack damage focused that have now become like ability power focused and it's All just right. like a completely different way to play them and if uh you know if an item's um benefits change by like 15% you might completely rebuild that character based on the new, like, strategy. So, you know, I play it casually. I do not do a lot of ranked play and everything for those reasons. But um, it's strictly a nostalgia thing, and just because I've kept up on it, I would never recommend... Just Not even to mention the fact that almost all games are 5v5. The Mm -hmm. only way you could start out new is if you had four friends that were all willing to shepherd you through, like, literally 100 hours of gameplay until you figured out pretty much all the characters. So yeah. it's just it's, it it's totally like unrealistic at this point. Solo, it sounds like your best bet is to expect to be like heckled and griefed and do your research. Yeah, now, you if you it. are like a big like Call of Duty player or something and you're completely immune to that now, I think it's like a very rewarding game and it's a game that offers a lot of variety and if you don't like how it is, wait a month and it'll be completely different. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I, it does have a lot of staying power, but the thing I just can't recommend it at this point. The thing that that just blows my mind is that you and I've known you for a while. You're caught up in um, not a only a game. nostalgia, yeah. but a competitive game. Yeah, it's the only game I play of that style. Because and I've been trying to game with you in not necessarily a competitive game, but just in anything, kind of in general. In yeah, I really don't multiplayer. play multiplayer at all. Yeah, we played. I could say I I could probably count the games that we've played together, and not even mm-hmm. finishing, but just playing casually yeah. for fun on probably one hand. Yeah. And of those, like four out of five are all the same genre and are basically all Left 4 Dead clones. That's true. So, so my, yeah. My my question now though is. When talking about this, you've only talked about one specific game, really, though, which is League of Legends right. versus the rest of the franchise that's there. 
Yeah, the other stuff is a lot better. So they have a, like Legends uh, they of have, Runeterra. Um, yeah, do they have two single player Ruin games? King. Yeah, Ruin King, and I think there's another. So they, I haven't played it, but they have Hextech Mayhem, which is like a rhythm game. Um, that yeah, they have the Wild Rift, which is the core League of Legends game on mobile. So that's good. I would recommend that. Um, and that could be a really good learning tool to figure out how the main game is played. So um, that's where, so, so that's where I was. That's why I was going to ask because Team Fight Tactics is very good because there's all this other stuff that's also there. But for you being someone that's been a part of it for so long, yeah. you're hung up on the the one game like that main thing that really started it all. Yeah, and are saying, hey, don't don't do this. Don't come into this. But if we look at the other products, like the other things in the franchise. It changes the tone for you because then you're like, you know, yeah. maybe that, you know, do this, check this out, get into this, try this out. Yeah. Um, the, the core, the original product, I guess, is just, it's been so molded. So that's like my, the inverse of this stuff that I've always wanted to get into but haven't have been things like MMOs, um, you know, other like, what do you call like a, uh, always available game uh, as service yeah like yeah as a game as a service type model of stuff and i was you know we played um destiny one right when it came out and we were actually relatively current with it for about a year or so maybe a little less than that. a year um and yeah I, I have no interest in trying to keep up with it anymore anytime i hear because I, I listen to a couple of different podcasts where they talk about like some of the seasonal stuff going on in Destiny 2 and things, and it's like, this does sound legitimately cool, but there's first of all, if I started now, I would miss that stuff because it would be done by the time I caught up to that point. Right. <clears throat> and then there's so much stuff that's already happened that's not going to occur again. Because it's that, tied to specific seasons, and so right, if you right. weren't in that season, you're, you weren't going to... You missed it. And I think that's like part of the thing where I was having difficulty with getting back into Destiny 2 earlier this year yeah. was that exact reason. Like I heard so many cool things that had happened with the story and like I, I want to see this. I want to get into this. And it's, unfortunately it's like the story, a lot of the story that they've been doing has been tied to the seasons and everything. And so if you miss it, that's it's it. gone. Yeah, you miss it. Yeah, you miss it. It, yeah, it is. I, I think it would be so doable for them to to package what occurred in the season like trim it down edit it and release it they could release so like what when you buy a season pass how much is that for destiny uh i think it's like ten dollars for an individual season pass and then you could also do like the Loot the addition stuff like that you, well you do the addition of whatever expansion just released mm. the latest expansion and that will bundle all the seasons that will come out until the next expansion for like a lower rate. Okay, so yeah, they could release something like they could they could edit down the seasonal story based stuff. Yeah. And they could release a four ninety nine downloadable, like uh individual uh season recap couple missions or something. Mm-hmm. And problem be solved and they would probably double their money. I think man I think they have actually tried to do that in some I actually form. think I've heard that they've tried to do that yeah Yeah so like this as far as like the season pass content that'll expire at the end of the season but as far as like the story content it'll be available for the rest of that expansion 
Mm. But it's just like it, you have to make sure that you're playing it in order, otherwise, like you could get confused because oh, like uh, you could be accidentally doing a different, you know, a later season versus. I think that kind of happened with me when I was trying to get ready for the current expansion. I was trying to go yeah, through right. all the previous season stuff, but I was uh, I accidentally did some of them in out of order, and so I'm like, wait, what? Um, and this then is to make me sweat. This yeah. Is- and then they've taken some of like the season-specific missions from past expansions and made them strike missions in the strike playlist. Yeah. So it's hard. You can like easily skip over things that were meant to be like <clears throat> in this point. The middle of the story. But yeah. it's just in a completely right. different location. Wow. So they've made... I don't want to say difficult. They've... Won- they- I think they're just they trying to figure it out. Yeah, they're trying but, to streamline it, but like they kind of realize that they kind of dug themselves into a situation that they're now trying to figure it out their way out of. Well, yeah, they didn't do it in the beginning, so it's not designed yeah. to allow you to do it. I, and, and, and now and they're trying the, to figure it out. Yeah. The, the yeah. resolution should have been they have a timeline, but the timeline's so vague. It's like the Red War happened here, and they now do. you're here. They do have, like, a section in the menu that is a timeline that does, like, kind of, like, briefly explain it, but, like... But I think... It, it, it only been, does so much, though. It, it would have been genius right there in that timeline to be able to load up, like, load up and offload things that you're playing and not playing. Right. Like, keeping mm-hmm. the multiplayer, um, you know, the PvP and the PvE stuff separate... You know, have that be its own thing that you can choose to download or not to download, and then that timeline be there for your story. Yeah. Um, and and I, allow you to pick up five of the whatever, and you can run through it, and then when you're done, you can pick up the next five and offload those five and continue going. Um, yeah. if, if it's that big and it's that big of a problem, I think that's mm-hmm. a good resolution, and it would have kept everything in order. But they're clearly just not doing that. They're just like, well, yeah. here's like, even if it is, you have to play through the story mission, and then the next thing is a strike, and then the thing after that's a strike, and then right. it gets back to a small story piece, and then it switches over to, uh, you know, w- whatever other kind of thing, an exploration, whatever. Like, it th- there's there was better ways to really really go about it, and I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things that turned me off is. I'm playing through, and I'm like, am I doing this in order? Like, I don't want to have to go and read a wiki after I spent, right. you know, 30 right. hours playing this game. And I think that's been part of the struggle, too, is that there's been a lot of content that has been tied to off, like, game medium or something like that. Like, when they did in Destiny 1, the Grimoire, the that, Grimoire. You can, mm-hmm. from, that you can read by collecting dead ghosts, but then you had to download the mobile app and then read it there it wasn't in the actual game itself i kind of also wonder if um people are jaded by that austin i feel like you'd be someone yes be jaded by that (laughs) yes they are i remember i'm hearing from people many people are saying this yeah yeah it's um that's definitely something that you know put me off um but yeah i think a lot of games i mean yeah there's a lot of stuff i i don't really have the experience very often of a game came out and i don't know anything about it and then just later on i think it's interesting and i want to get into it i've basically tried them like there there's very few games that i miss 
completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, is there something that you're like every once in a while you're like, oh, I, I like right now I'm looking up at these few games that I have on a shelf over here, and mm-hmm. like I have Guardians of the Galaxy sitting there. Heard you guys talk. That's a good one about them. I keep I haven't even about started to play that again. Like I, I, I see that yeah. in my library. Like I've yet to delete it. It's just been sitting there. And it's like, man, I would love to play that again. And, and and so Austin, you have nothing that's like in that in that realm. Like even something that kind of caught your eye that you're like, oh yeah, I do that. I think there is stuff like that, but I've tried playing it. Okay. So like you know it uh, it's it's out of that zone. So like yeah, Yakuza. I've played several of the Yakuza games. Um, anytime I hear other people talk about any of the Dark Souls style games, I'm interested. And I you know I'll listen to like all the stuff with Elden Ring. All the stuff with uh, Bloodborne, and I hear other people's experience, and I just that I cannot create that experience for myself. So, just I don't I, you know I've tried I think all of them except for Dark Souls three, uh, and I have not tried a uh, Shrekiro. But other than that, you know, I've given it a good faith attempt, and it just doesn't work for me. So I, it, I, that's I, what I, tends to happen to me is that other people are really into a particular game, and I'm just not. If I, I wonder if we could sync up like our time of playing and say you know like okay cool on Saturday you, you know, like at night or whatever a couple of us are gonna sit down and we're all gonna join each other's world and explore I wonder if that would change the game for you yeah I don't know I mean I've I've tried that with um, Dark Souls one I which ran- I guess does not really have exploration but. I ran through Dark Souls 3 with two other people, and yeah. that game feels so much different than the other Dark Souls for me. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, I, on paper, I think Dark Souls is something for you, but I think the you could not even Just be the, the execution of it. bothered and, by that kind of difficult. Yeah, my, being rewarded by defeating something difficult. Well, all of their reward being intrinsic is my issue. Like them being like, oh, you have figured out the game, so you have to be excited about it now. That we don't really reward you in any way. It doesn't. You having figured out how to beat Monkey Head Man does not make you any better at beating Werewolf Wizard. How tough well, Monkey know? Head Man yeah, was in Sekiro, though, and I think yeah, Werewolf I know that's Wizard one of the few that I have not played. <laughs> so it's like well, don't, I don't okay, know. Okay, we're getting off topic. Yeah. Games up. Yeah, game wanting you to do everything doesn't work for me. But uh, everybody's heard my opinions on the Souls games at this point. Sure. But um, yeah, I, I guess the the thing for me is just kind of the not FOMO, but like the experience of having missed out. Right? Like I know that I missed out on the Souls games. I I can objectively look at them and understand what the appeal is. I know what people like about them. I know that people have a good time with them. I don't. So yeah, I, I, it's very rare that. Yeah, I think Yakuza is one of the ones where it's like, oh, I really want to get into this. And then I do, and then I don't like it. <laughs> or I like it, but I'm just not interested in pursuing it, right? Sure. Um, which I think is probably, like, especially I know a lot of people that had that experience with, like, Metal Gear Solid, which we've already talked about. That's like, the shit is so impregnable if you didn't play it in 1996. Like, there's no reason for you to try to go back and play it now. Um, Johnny, what about you? I mean, you've been kind yeah. of... I don't want to say you've been quiet, but you've been... Quiet. You haven't had... <laughs> you haven't brought up anything yet. No, I've been, like, looking at stuff, and it's it's tough 
because I have terrible spending habits and I typically <laughs> dive into everything when I get a chance yep. to. Yeah. But I feel like I'm not getting into as it's hard because I look at it objectively. I look at it subjectively too. And I know that there's a lot of series I wanted to get into that I think I'm choosing the wrong jumping in points because of my, like, I need to be there from the start, OCD. Like, yep. I mean, we can go the other way with this. Something that you've jumped into that other people may find daunting. I can think of a title right off the top of my head. It's on brand for you, Final Fantasy XIV. Man, fourteen is a rough one, man. Fourteen is just like, I, I want to finish it. I want to dedicate time to it, but I, I can't. And it's because I am unable to commit to just that game for mm-hmm. long enough to either A, have the time for it while also keeping up a membership on it because then life happens and I get distracted Yep. and sure. th- what kills me is it comes down to Final Fantasy 14 for me comes down to the same problem that Destiny does which is like a live service game, a game that is constantly growing and constantly mm-hmm. evolving something changes and then I have to experience it from the start again because I have to Mm -hmm. know what changed in the beginning Um, if they just change early level like beginning of game quest lines that changes dialogue that changes character interaction I I need to know that now and that happened with Destiny as well they started changing Destiny yeah Destiny uh, is one of those games that I wish I could stay into because I loved Destiny 1 and I played a ton yeah. of Destiny 2 at launch. Destiny and Destiny was like my baby for so long. So many friends played it. I still have Facebook memories popping up of screen shares of Destiny with like me and idiot friends standing on top of each other in a <laughs> corner of a map that was like <laughs> staring at the moon. I made um, I made friends that I still talk to this day because of that game. Yeah, but like now yeah even trying to get into Destiny 2 because of the way things are done the beginning of that game is completely changed from what it was at launch the story mm-hmm. is completely different than what it was like the way yeah. everything is presented I just can't do it so I'm, I'm honestly because of it was so hard to like earlier to not go off on the live like the game as a service live service versus like traditional game beginning to end um, I, I don't even want to get into that part of it because there's too right. much of that but games that have a solid beginning and end that I just that I want some I've always wanted to get into and wanted to try, I really, really want to like Mass Effect. I really do. Mm-hmm. And that is like whenever I say that I don't like it, it's almost like blasphemy to some people. It's like dude, I Boston. Just, Mass yep. Effect <laughs> and Dragon Age both. I cannot oh. get into Bioware RPGs. Yeah, no, Brian and Austin. Why. Brian and Austin, I think, are on the same page with that. Yeah. It's okay. We I, all know I, you're objectively wrong. I mean, like, I, I can I, equally. I, the ball. I, I can mean, equally. Look, look right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, those uh, are like again. I think there is a nostalgia play. Sir, oh, I, I mean, Mass Effect One. I, I I just tell people to go straight to two, uh, that's, which that's is my problem. Yeah, I need yeah. To, I need to play one. I have to get through the beginning of it. I have and one to has play one. some technical flaws as well, mm-hmm. um, which I. Did they did those get fixed by the legendary edition? I can't really recall. I think they I, fixed I, some of that stuff. Uh, I know yeah. that they improved like save the, problems and things like that. Yeah, they improved save problems. They improved the yeah. feel of the Mako. Um, yeah. I'll say this like, to kind of help you though. I like Mass Effect. I'm a huge fan of, but like if you're not a fan of it, that, that's fine. Um, Dragon Age. I've only played Inquisition. I haven't played one. Wrong. Or two. 
Dragon Age One <laughs> is the the most Dragon Age Origins is the most MMO game I've ever played, <laughs> which is really odd. See, I it's also not multiplayer. I'm in the same boat that I on the Dragon Age games. I liked Inquisition. I really enjoyed Inquisition. I hated One because it was too slow and time consuming mm-hmm. and I yep. did not like two because it was too quick of a departure and it weirdly enough because it got me into another argument I've made before which is because Dragon Age 2 is the one where like you don't you're not creating a character and you're playing as a character so you're already mm-hmm. playing that flesh well yeah they, they're right? an existing individual yeah. you can so alter them but you're, right. you're so stuck th- within some rings yeah, so that's the other thing that kind of that like throws me on it is, I Dragon Age One. I've got the ability to pick all these different backgrounds, and I know it's not really making a big difference. But you are doing more character customization. You are creating this character to play this role in the game, and then Dragon Age Two is, here's your dude. Have fun. That's who you are. And then back this to is Dragon Dave. Age, and then you back play to Dave. Three. So back to Inquisition, where you're creating that character again. You're you're doing your thing, and you're playing your character in in the realm of this world. Um, and even it is still definitely like hallwayed and like narrowed down and funneled through, so it's mm-hmm. a generic enough experience, um, which is another argument I've had with stuff before. But as far as like just having fun with the game, I liked I liked Inquisition a lot more out of that, and I do want to go back and play the other ones. But Mass Effect is the one where I've had the most trouble with it, mm-hmm. and I do catch a lot of crap for it. But I honestly enjoyed Andromeda more because I didn't need anything else to deal with. I was able to pick up Andromeda and just start playing it. You see, that's actually what... World. Yeah, and that's one of the things I tell people to do. Because, like, and if you go to Andromeda completely clean, if you go in with an innocent, childlike mind, Andromeda is the best Mass Effect game. Yeah. Yeah, I had it's, a lot of fun <laughs> with it. But it, people it who are really into really Mass well. Effect cannot like it. It's not possible. <laughs> It, yeah, that's that's what I'm hearing from. And that's literally kind of sad about the whole situation because there's yes. so much potential with Andromeda, and I correct. I, I want them to go back. Like I, I know that like the plans is like to go back to the Milky Way galaxy. And it's like I, I, honestly, the the Shepherd story and the whole deal with the Rippers. That story's been told. Go back to Andromeda. Right. You had so much potential there yep. that you could just really open it, things up and stuff like that. I yep. just like to see them do a big box. Like, let's do a big game. A big box. And go a different a direction. Box. I like big boxes. Exactly. Let's make a huge fucking box. I don't even need a game. Just get Hold me on. in that box. Dude, remember playing game. with, like, refrigerator boxes as a kid? Exactly. That's what I'm talking like, about. But no, like, do, do a big <laughs> game. If we did a big... If they did a big triple A, um, they, they put the money into it, the time into it, the passion into it, and... Just take us somewhere else. It could be yep. Mass Effect. What the fuck ever. Take us yep. somewhere else. Give us some new people that are interesting. Stop trying to rest on those laurels of yesteryear. Mm-hmm. Those people are not there. That does not exist for you anymore. Right. And that's again a thing that I, I think what happens to a lot of these games, and I include uh, what, what, what all would I include in there? I would include um, League of Legends. I would definitely include all of the like Bioware RPGs. I would include the CD Projekt Red RPGs in this. I would include uh, Metal Gear Solid. These games get cursed by their own success. Is that okay? Now everything has to be that same game again and again and again and again. Look what if it was Mass Effect Four, but it was even bigger? What I'll if go, What if Mass Effect Six, but it's even bigger? I'll go even a step further. 
why haven't we gotten Half-Life 3? Probably because of that reason right there. Because it, You can never 2, meet the expectation. Yeah, but yeah. writing on the walls too much. It, it, yep. it, it, it can be seen. And those people that worked on Half-Life, the things that made Half-Life great, because Half-Life came out relatively back-to-back, right? Yeah. Uh, I it was quick. So. It was a couple years. Yeah. Right. So those people I were still that, there. They're not Those people are all anymore. dead. Yeah, so it's gone. Here is another side of it like the the like doomed by their own success idea and the other side of that coin is one of my favorite franchises everyone knows i'm a huge final fantasy guy yeah um it's massive that is such a huge franchise with so many underlying series and little sub subcategories within it yeah but they're all pretty successful yeah but they're mm. also all different enough yeah. and that is where you have the big fragmentation over everyone has their favorite and they will literally die on that hill that that is the best game Mm -hmm. and any criticism at all coming at them is just it's blasphemy you're lying you're so wrong you're so wrong i'm gonna punch you in the face you're so wrong and i was every single one of those games yeah i was holding off on adding this in here because i know this becomes I, I've i only played Final Fantasy X when it originally came out on PlayStation 2. That is the only one that I've ever actually played. And okay. here is where I'm going to be very yeah. subjective and objective. I hate 10. I <laughs> hate 10, even though I loved it back when it first came out. Yeah. Um, I hate 10 after 13 came out. Because 13 came out and was very linear. Mm-hmm. but And people ripped 13 apart for being very linear. But Final Fantasy X was extremely linear. Oh, the, yeah. Well, the the characters in 13 were terrible, I thought. I loved, I liked the characters in 13 more than the characters in 10. Oh, because I... Because I, I didn't have to deal with a racist sports guy in 13. Like, I... Uh... Had that's true. <laughs> but... I don't think we can say that 13 did not have racist characters. Yeah. I, just, I didn't have to play as a racist jock through but, all of 13 like I did in 10. Because 10 gave you Waka, who is very racist for most of the game. But that's the thing, you don't have to love him. Like like the that's world true. is comprised of a lot of party. different types of people. Not all of them are good and not racist. But like right? I I just like I I I don't like the characters in 10. I I prefer 10 2 to 10 because oh, I definitely love how they did the job like the the sphere grid for the job changes and stuff. I liked how they did that stuff to experiment in 10 2 and show me different characters well, versions of those classes. But Brian, I can what? also go back, and I'm playing every other Final Fantasy in the world. So I, I can <laughs> tell people, trying to find a jumping in point is difficult. Play well, just ten, Brian. What did you think? What did you think of it? I know it's. I didn't finish a long it. Time ago. I actually just like I uh, I forget how old I was, but like I got. Fuck! How far did I get in that game? I think it was when. Uh, man. I think mean, it was a long time ago. Yeah. I remember... I don't know. It was like after you played some for a while, and I think... Is it Sin is who... you? I would later find out from like just listening to people talk and stuff like that, like is technically Titus or Tius' father or something. 
like he comes in and just like wrecks shop again and so like you and the team like wake up on like this deserted patch of land or something like that and i think i got to that point and then i was just like i, I think i'm good okay i don't so know you like I, I i honestly couldn't because it has it like is been since like when it came out on ps2 so and like i borrowed you, the game from someone too you liked it enough to go out of your way to get the acquire the game and yeah. play it and get to a certain point so it's probably like you know i i I liked it to some degree, but I didn't love it. Not yeah. even enough to continue playing, you know, move on and play like any of the other Final Fantasy games. Uh, well, like, it's just it, it was kind of like well, I think I wouldn't even say that. Like I I don't regard um like I, I just like I just remember playing like a portion of ten, and that was about it. It's always been a franchise that like I've been curious about getting into, especially like with um the the ports that have come to mobile i often thought but like man this would be great for like flying on the plane or something like that and playing like one or two or something because i know that they're standalone things and like this could be like the answer to like what i've been trying to find as far as like when i'm traveling how can i travel with the least amount of stuff and still oh, have man. fun so it just um it just sparked like the most random idea in me because you're bringing up like you know thinking about getting into different ones because it's such a big deal i get such a big franchise i feel like with final fantasy it's almost like the make your friend a, a mix ct or like a, a playlist <laughs> idea of like hey give me like a few of your favorite games and let me see if i can find a final fantasy that you can relate to a little bit better and maybe enjoy <laughs> more because they are so different like a video um, game sorting hat or something like that almost yep. yeah yep. Um, like um like, and then Final um, Fantasy three, <laughs> and then Verge of Cerberus. Um, I'm trying out the uh, the that little trial region where you just pay like sixteen dollars and it tops off your PlayStation Plus um, to be like premium edition stuff, and that gives you access to Final Fantasy seven remake integrate, which I managed to pick up like seven PlayStation four version when it was free on PlayStation Plus, but integrates out so like why wouldn't i just play that instead but if it's on the service i could try to do that but the thing well, is like i don't know different. if i will get to it in time by my trial mm -hmm. ends because i'm going through all the borderlands games right now uh, i wouldn't mind doing a replay of god of war before ragnarok comes out is and like i still got some other stuff that's non-video game related that's i know it's going to take some time as well here too um so it's just like i don't know if i'll get to it though well technically the integrate part of it's just the dlc like the okay. dlc stuff so yeah. you're really like even if you're just playing the ps4 version of the final fantasy 7 remake it's still fine because by the time you get done with all that you can always pick up the dlc if you need to yep and it's um, standalone yeah but that's another thing that people okay. are both loving and hating like Final Fantasy 7 versus 7 Remake. It's a very... Final Fantasy is a very... It, it can be a very gatekeepy community. Like yeah. If you're not playing everyone's favorite game and agreeing that it's their favorite game, nobody knows how to take criticism in it because it's 90% of the time, everyone's favorite's the first one they played. Right. You know, that's true. At least the first one that pulled them in. Like That's why so many people love 7 because 7 was the big one for the PS1. It changed mm -hmm. the game. So maybe that's why I never got into the series because I played ten first as my first one. A lot of people ten? love ten though. 
Yeah, a lot I don't of know. people love ten. People I would hate say it when I tell them I don't like ten. It's, yeah. I would say it's the second most popular Final Fantasy game. Probably. Yeah. It's yeah. really hard. It's it's either that or seven, and it, it fluctuates on a daily. <laughs> like the people so, that are so vocally like about which one is the best, it, it mm-hmm. changes. Yeah, one of the things that I would say about Square Enix as a whole, because they're constantly somebody in this day and age that we live in where companies are getting bought out should a company get bought out is it is that a good is that a good move for them um how would the games be impacted and things like that um Mm -hmm. and we can say a lot of things about square enix um looking at final fantasy specifically but they are the exact um opposite of bioware in the sense yeah. that Bioware rests on those laurels and they're trying to recreate that same shit over and over again where Final yeah. Fantasy develops and they realize that those same people aren't there. They're not going to make 7 again and if they do, like they are they're going to change it. It's going to be completely different Yeah, kind Final of Fantasy, like when it comes to the Final Fantasy games, Square is kind of like hey, people really liked this. They want more stuff like that. Well, fuck those people. <laughs> we're doing this instead. Well, it's it's a lot of like from a, just a developer standpoint, how can we do that? How can we make the most amount of people happy and you know, just not ruin this? And and it's and it, it's kind of, it, it's a very fragile thing that they're holding um, for a lot of people. Um, but until you realize, oh wait, it's not that fragile. It's okay if the game sucks. Or, oh, or yeah. not even sucks. Don't like it. Maybe you yep. just don't even like it. Um, and I've been, uh, that's fair. Like I, I, do, I do not like fifteen. It's fine, but I don't like. I don't think it's a good game. I think it's a fine game. If I gave yep. it a rating, it would be a little less than middle of the road. Okay. So I like what I played of fifteen, and this is my problem. I didn't get a chance to finish it. I really want to, but I wanted to wait for all the DLC to drop, and then life happened. Um, that's yep. actually the main reason I'm trying to play through all of the Final Fantasies in order right now, uh, and I keep falling off by getting distracted by other things. But as soon as I wrap four and then wrap five and then get to play six again, which was my favorite, um, it's gonna get me further and further. And I am gonna have to sit through seven and eight and nine. And unfortunately, the PS1 games aren't my favorites. Mm-hmm. I yeah. will play through 10, and I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'll do it. The, um, the, the thing is, though, those older games, like the PlayStation 1 games, um, they hold up pretty decent. It's not like the they're hard to play. All, like of, some all of their older games do hold up. That's the big thing about the Final Fantasy games, is they all hold up. They are all done in a way that they all hold up very well. Um, they've done a great job at it. And one of the things that came with them being, like, so nonchalant about making sure every game was a copy paste of another is sometimes they were really ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 2 had a memory system where you had to remember keywords when you talked to NPCs that you would then bring up from a little submenu in other conversations with other NPCs like a password system. Yeah. Um, and that would help generate the story further by like, oh, oh you, you said that, so that takes... It was basically dialogue trees before dialogue trees were a thing. Yeah. Um, on Nintendo, like, they were so far back on that, and now it's a thing where people typically hate that game. It's one hmm. of my favorites because it's so unique, but it's, an, it's just more proof that every every Final Fantasy you could potentially jump into is is gonna be different. Mm. Um, 
you're you're gonna have your classic static turn-based where you have all the time you need in the world you're gonna have your more active time battle turn-based where you're still going through your menus and picking your stuff before the enemy can do their next attack uh, and then you have your full-on action game like you do with 15 um, you even have 12 that feels like you're playing an MMO because they really took the Final Fantasy 11 formula from it or you've got the actual MMOs. You've got rhythm games. There are so many things underneath that like roof of Final Fantasy that there's definitely something out there. It's just a matter of what, and it can be intimidating for people that want to go through everything thinking that they're playing, you know, a chronological series like 1 and then 2 and then 3 when that's not at all the case. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're playing 1 and then 2 and then 3 and then maybe you'll play 10 and 10 too, so you actually get a sequel. Or you'll play the 13 Trilogy. <laughs> All right. I think that's a pretty good jumping off point. Um, old franchise, new players um, was uh, today's topic. Um, thanks for joining us, guys. If you didn't know, uh, Mammoth Games has uh, kind of joined a small umbrella group um, called Fun Balanced. Uh, oh, thank God. I yeah, umbrella corporation. Umbrella group. Uh, I wish. I, maybe we can work our way into becoming something a little closer um but uh a small group of other podcasts um from you know our friends and and acquaintances um so uh this podcast comes out on mondays um you can catch it uh on spotify other podcast services um as well uh we have bad assets which is a bunkers and badasses playthrough um led by ian moss the creator of bunkers and um badasses um so kind of think D in a borderlands world uh myself and brian of course are a part of that um and then uh we also have um the fun balance podcast which is a um unbalanced series of conversations uh between myself ian moss and john gilmore um ian moss and john gilmore of course of um the infectious uh publishing podcast um so that is kind of the new deal um ending the show with a little bit of housekeeping ours will still come out on mondays um going forward um and then alternating thursdays uh you'll have bad assets and then Fun Balanced. This coming up Thursday, you'll have episode one of the Fun Balanced podcast. Right now, you can go check out episode one uh, called Doc, Doc and Awe of um, the Bad Assets, Bunkers and Badasses. Uh, so go check that out. You can check that out on YouTube, that one on YouTube, and um, on Spotify, uh, other podcast services. Um, and let us know what you think of the changes. Um, Going forward, we're not too sure. Uh, we did write down, I see it wrote down right here, um, you know, maybe maybe run a weekly poll to see on what we're diving into. Um, we'll see if we're motivated enough to make that happen. Um, if that is something that you want to see more of, um, drop us a line right over there on Twitter. Um, that is at Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, but for MGI, uh, I am one of your hosts, Jay. Um, you can find me at Night Swarm. With me this week, we have Austin. Yo. Find him at FilterCord. We have Johnny. That's going to be at Johnny Riot. Yeah. And last but not least, Brian. You can find me at Major Potty. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Have a good one.
is Ian Moss, and I am one of the three hosts. Is that, I don't know if that's the, is host the right word? Is this a, is this a show? Do we show things? And not really. I think it's a podcast. Oh, right, right. Okay. Maybe more of an experience? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're experiential. I'm one of the three, whatever you want to call it, of the Fun Balance po- Codcast. We talk about COD. We're a CODcast now. I'm sorry. I ruined everything. <laughs> we're exclusively about genital protection and fish. I'm going to need more information about the first one and less information about the second one. But anyway. That's not how that works, and you know it. <laughs> we talked about COD pieces. And fish, Todd Fish. So with me on this experience is John Gilmore. I've changed my name to Todd Gilmore, thank you. <laughs> and Jay Weitzel. Oh, no, not me. Cod Gilmore and I are tabletop game designers, so I'm not going to call you Cod anymore. I'm going to go for the John. So, John, what is Fun Balance? Well, Fun Balance is when in design you throw out proper mathematical balance in exchange for fun, which is kind of what we're doing every episode. We throw out the structure of a respectable podcast with planning and management, and instead we just have fun conversations about all kinds of things, right, Jay? Yeah, you know, we talk about everything and nothing. It's like a Seinfeld episode. John and I are really big into video games. We try to convince Ian to play more than two hours of a video game. Unsuccessful. Hasn't happened yet. Okay, fair, fair. You know, we also dive into things like best comic book characters. It's 100% dog welder. That's easy. And everything else. Ian and I, we've known each other for more of our lives than we haven't so we have plenty of stories to tell there as well not all cod related either surprisingly not all well there's a couple it's very cod centric so join us every two weeks for fun balanced a podcast of unbalanced conversations should be codversations can i change it at the end should we just go <laughs> conversations? yeah yeah re- redo that last part <laughs> a podcast of unbalanced codversations perfect we're keeping all this in yep yep yeah, don't even edit out the part where we talked about it. <laughs> Wasn't this supposed to be a minute long? <laughs> yeah, we're going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs>